Everybody, welcome back to It Is What It Is podcast. On this episode, we're going to cover Chicago business, uh, looking at a few things as far as real estate moves, uh, best suburbs of 2019, as far as um, residential population shifts, suburbs that have actually grown and actually have decreased in the year of 2019, looking at uh, business ventures and urban development on the Chicago South Side and West Side. Uh, we're also going to cover some investments, some investment strategies, looking at robo-advisors, robo-investments, looking at some investment platforms. Lastly, we're going to cap it off uh, with some NBA news. Stay tuned, y'all. Look forward to connecting. Looking at population shifts, uh, an article was written by Dennis uh, Rodkin uh, from Crane's Business Magazine. Uh, Dennis examines the top suburbs that had the most fluctuation, both good and bad, in the year 2019. Analyzed 175 suburbs in the counties of Cook, DuPage, Lake, and Will County. Of these 13, uh, of these 175 suburbs that were analyzed, only 13 suburbs qualified as a strong growth uh, indicator. And the reasons for this, uh, he factors in, which I totally agree, is just the housing costs. Uh, the housing cost is less than the metropolitan average of $259,000 for medium home sale price. Uh, the affordability due to lower interest rates. Dennis goes on to state that of the 17 suburbs, uh, landed uh, actually created a, a weak growth uh, as compared to the prior decade. Uh, the areas where it was not as strong of a growth was North Shore Towns, Glencoe, uh, will met uh, due to the high cost and change in the tax code that put a limits on the federal deductions for the state and local taxes. The suburbs that actually had the most growth and most population increase uh, are Addison, Alsip, Blue Island, Bridgeview, Countryside, Glendale Heights, Hillside, Lansing, Park Forest, Riverside, Sauk, Val- Sauk Village, and University Park and Westchester. And this is mainly because of lower housing costs, uh, lower uh, taxing as far as um, the home sale tax, the average, the annual tax on a home. And due to this, it's created a more sustainable environment for first-time home buyers and also seniors looking to retire. So Illinois is kind of going through, I would call uh, this mass, almost uh, gentrification of the state, kind of a mass rebranding of the state as a whole. And what is really affecting populations are, as far as uh, demographic psychographics staying and or leaving is mainly just due to cost and what you're seeing is the average price of home has increased and the taxes on the home the home's uh, annual taxes also increased so to combat this uh, lower or areas that have not been traditionally as high have had a lot of influx or a lot of population move and that's great uh, but the areas that traditionally, if you go back to probably about the late 90s, early uh, millennia, that had more of an increase, like your Arlington Heights, Buffalo Grove, uh, Glencoe, El, uh, Elk Grove Village, Elmhurst, uh, Elk Grove Village, excuse me, Elmhurst, Lyle, Neighborville, Oak Park, Rolling Meadows, South Holland, Village Park, Wheeling, Willow Spring, and Wilmette now are experiencing lower growth because of these rising cost and interest rate fluctuations. I 
want to cover an interesting investment, uh, Eagle Point Income, an article written by Jasmine Castaverd, uh, a fantastic article. She writes that uh, Eagle Point Income has priced its IPO, 1.2 million shares they plan on releasing at about uh, $19.89. Uh, these proceeds are expected to be about $23 million after operational expenses are deducted. Uh, so probably a net income of $23 million. The goal for this IPO uh, is to acquire investments in general working capital. Uh, it's listed under the New York Stock Exchange symbol as, symbol as EIC. It will come out on Friday, the 26th of July. Eagle Point Income is an asset management company located in Connecticut. I think the interesting thing about this is you're starting to kind of see more and more wealth management firms, more and more asset management firms uh, release their IPO because uh, there's probably a two-folded sequence of uh, obtaining revenue, obviously, internally uh, through the investments that are made and the commissions that are made, even though the commissions uh, are becoming less and less, I will say, structured because you have uh, robo uh, investment advising platforms that have lower fees or no fees in some cases. Uh, so to raise that type of capital, obviously, you have to offer some type of public sharing option. Uh, so the IPO uh, really covers it on both ends. Interesting. I'm not suggesting you should or should not invest in this. Uh, but it is an interesting investment uh, that Eagle Point uh, will come out um, at this time to release their initial public offering. And to be priced at about $20 is probably a fair assessment. This is obviously a long-term investment, um, hovering around $20, but something that definitely you should look into and just do your research on. I want to cover some developments that's happening around the uh, south and west side of Chicago. According to Cranes Magazine, there's been an interest and an actual proactive surge in the development of urban areas, particularly on the south and west side. Lead investors in urban development, uh, Ashea Butler, uh, is focused on the Inglewood community and Darlene Hightower and Norman Kerr on the west side of Chicago. Just to point out uh, some of these developer developers. Asia Butler uh, states that the city should be building off its momentum of the Inglewood Square at 63rd and Halston. Now, I've been to the Inglewood Square, 63rd and Halston. It is a good development. It is actually one of the best, um, up not just up and coming pieces, but actually uh, proactive business centers in the Inglewood community. And definitely there needs to be an added focus on that uh, agenda. Uh, Asia Butler has pointed out the significance of when you do this and improving the morale of the community, how it actually leads uh, to safer neighborhoods. She goes on to state that the investment, uh, a couple things need to happen. Uh, There needs to be an investment from public and private dollars in the Inglewood community, uh, which is nowhere in comparison to the north side and downtown because there is discrepancy. Unfortunately, when it comes to urban development, when it comes to proactive business uh, investment and capital resources, the first areas that get uh, hit uh, first and foremost and the heaviest and most beneficial way is downtown and it's the north side. Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into that decision, but it is no secret that when it comes to growth, uh, the first and last, a lot of times uh, areas are those particular areas. She points out that the reason for this is basically racial dis- uh, proportions and gaining access to capital for local uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, when you have the capital that is assessed equally and equitably, 
you will have this type of development that has happened at the Inglewood Square on 63rd. Uh, Asia Butler also goes on to state that there needs to be a strategy uh, that the city should establish a special service area for existing businesses in that community. And basically, these businesses uh, would operate under a different tax code. These businesses would be encouraged to reinvest in the community by a development fund. And basically, this fund would be allocated resources that would support basically bottom-up approach. So nobody could come in this billion-dollar corporation and get access to this fund. This fund would be two, two and four entrepreneurs under a certain amount of capital and equity and income that want to invest and redevelop that surrounding area. Uh, I think this is a great plan. I think we need to support Asia Butler and her efforts in developing the Inglewood community, a community that has been long forgotten about in the rest of the South and West Side. Interesting article I came across, the International Monetary Fund, also known as IMF. Uh, has further trimmed its global growth forecast. Uh, they believe that the 2020 outlook is a precarious one. Article written by Emmanuel Bacani. Uh, Emmanuel states that the IMF has further lowered its global forecast for this year and the next, warning that the potential economic rebound was precarious amid intensified downside risk, including trade tension. Basically stating because of the uh, trade stipulations and and um, political activities that are happening for next year because of the uh, taxing on certain foreign imports. Uh, it has created almost a system of delayed or uh, deterred economic growth. It has slowed the economic growth. They still believe that there will be an economic growth. They're not projecting a hard um, slowdown of the economy or a recession, but the global economic output is expected to increase to 3.2% in 2019, going to 3.5% in 2020, which is good, but forecasted was supposed to be even a 0.1 percentage point higher, uh, according to last estimates in the month of April. The article states that GDP releases so far this year altogether was generally softening inflation, pointing to a weaker than anticipated global activity said that in the latest World Economic Output Report, the, project, the projected growth pickup in 2020 is precarious, presuming stabilization in currently stressed emerging market and developing economies' progress toward resolving trade policy differences. And basically, because of these trade policy differences, either between the U.S. or China and other countries, um, it has created a system where there is caution now in the global market. Now, this caution is not a deterrent, does not mean that uh, foreign investments will not be sought after that foreign activity will uh, somehow come to a cataclysmic stop. Uh, but it does suggest that I think from an economic standpoint, there is an, uh, a break that is being slowly applied, trying to figure out uh, what's going to happen, uh, looking at upcoming elections and political stability, trying to basically forecast for the next four years. Uh, the Washington-based fund also said... Uh, that monetary policy remains appropriate in advanced economies grappling with subdued final demand and muted inflation. Policymakers at both the Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank have signaled support for more stimulus, including the interest rate cuts. I believe that this interest rate cuts will allow for a global uh, economic growth to continue, uh, will allow for uh, increased activity, and will be a stimulus to uh, international and domestic GDP. Um, when this is done, it will just add to the continued uh, growth that you're seeing in the economy. And if growth weakens more than an envisaged 
and the baseline, depending on the country circumstances, macroeconomic policies uh, should turn more accommodative. Uh, eventually, it will balance itself out. So it's all about kind to um, making sure that things don't fly off the handle, creating a, a true medium and a true balance uh, for all avenues so that um, growth and job creation can be always the focal point uh, for global advancement. Now time for some NBA news. Uh, According to an official release statement by the NBA, the NBA and Tencent announced a five-year partnership expansion. Tencent represents the NBA's largest partnership outside of the United States. Uh, National Basketball Association and Tencent's Holding Limited, uh, known on the HKSC Trading Exchange as Tencent, um, exclusive official digital partner of the NBA in China announced that this five-year expansion of their existing relationship uh, will go through 2024 to 2025 NBA season. It's the largest partner outside the U.S. providing extensive NBA coverage on its platforms, including live NBA games, programming, and interactive fan experiences. Tencent is also the digital media partner of the NBA in China since 2009. It has streamed full seasons of the live NBA games and has content to hundreds of millions of fans of daily users under the current partnership that began in 2015. Last season alone, this is really, really interesting. 490 million fans in China watched NBA programming on Tencent's platforms, nearly three times the number of fans who watched the NBA on Tencent during the 2014-2015 season, and 20 million fans in China watched Game 6 of the 2019 NBA Finals. It is without a doubt that basketball has a global presence. I think the beauty of the NBA is that it is a global game, a global brand, and a global uh, just presence for all. Uh, it is not something that has been stifled to just the United States. And because of that, this inclusivity has provided extreme opportunity for everybody. And it is just beautiful to watch in a beautiful sport and a beautiful league. Under the expanded partnership, live NBA games, video on demand, and short video content will be available for fans through Tencent's digital and social media platforms, including QQ.com, Tencent Sports, Tencent News, Tencent's Video, QQ, Wexen, and Wishy. Tencent will also collaborate uh, with the NBA to develop innovative advertising products and launch and operate many programs for mobile devices. I'm extremely excited about this. I'm glad that the game is growing. I'm glad that it's taken on more of a global brand and foreign presence. I'm glad that its inclusivity has provided this growth, and I'm looking for great things to come from the NBA. Stay tuned. I cannot wait uh, to literally we'll be having our NBA teams play in other countries, and it'll be like the Olympics all the time. It's going to be just a beautiful thing to Watch and admire the NBA truly uh, is the greatest league on earth. It is on fire. All right, and that recaps uh, this week's episode, this week's podcast on It Is What It Is. You can follow me at CVMK33 on Instagram or on Twitter at Cody's Life underscore one. Look forward to connecting with you, engaging with you. Let me know what you think, what you like, what you dislike, you like on the show, you like featured. Also see our first uh, vodcast episode put out uh, on YouTube presented by Bird Media Group. Uh, we're interviewing rising social influencers. Let me know what you think. Till next time. Thanks. <laughs>